Hello and welcome to the Activated Living Podcast, where we discuss everything mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Amanda, holistic health practitioner and creator of Activated Living. I hope you're all having a fabulous day today. It's officially and finally cooling down here in the desert in Southern California. I am so happy. You have no idea. I am so excited that I'm able to go inside my car and it doesn't say 112 degrees on the dash. <laughs> and for anybody who is listening that is anywhere except America, um, that's like 44 degrees Celsius. That's it. Yeah, it's freaking hot. So today I want to talk about a topic. It's going to be packed full of information and I want to talk today about adaptogens. Before we go in and dive deep into the waters of adaptogens and medicinal healing, I do want to first make a disclaimer. This podcast is purely for informational purposes and I am not claiming to be a doctor or a psychiatrist. I am not a nutritionist. This information is in no means a way to be supplemented as medical advice. As a holistic practitioner, this is my form of sharing what I believe to be uh, very important and valuable information. However, I'm not recommending you self-diagnose or treat yourself without the help of medical professionals. If you find that you're suffering from any of these issues or symptoms that I talk about later in the podcast, of course, I would 100% say seek out or consult with your medical practitioner or psychiatrist. So with that being said, let's get started. I also want to say I have been putting off this recording for this podcast. As you can probably hear, I'm a little bit congested. My throat is a little bit scratchy. And actually, speaking of adaptogens, I am drinking uh, a little tea that I made, this little concoction elixir um, that has some chaga mushrooms and reishi and also a little bit of lion's mane. Some of those are going to be a few of the adaptogens that I'm going to be talking about today. Um, But yeah, I was feeling a little bit insecure about my voice. I felt like I needed to put it off and put it off until I sounded and felt better. And then I finally just told myself, you know what? Screw it. (laughs) This, this, you know, just you got to I took a couple of days uh, procrastination of actually recording this. But just bear with me and um, yeah, let's get into it. So what are adaptogens? Adaptogens are medicinal plants that are believed to help the body respond more effectively to both physical and biological stressors. So they protect our bodies basically and help strengthen our response to stress. Um, So that's going to be internally or externally. Um, And to get more scientific, adaptogens have a balancing effect on the hypothalamic-pituitary-endocrine axis. Yeah, WTF, what the heck is the hypothalamic-pituitary-endocrine axis? So it's a complex set of direct influences and feedback interactions among three main components in our body, and that's going to be the hypothalamus, the pituitary gland, and that's going to be a pea, uh, like a little small structure, like the size of a pea, 
and it's going to be located below the thalamus. And also it's going to be targeting the adrenal glands. So that's going to be a small organ that's going to be on top of the kidneys. To break it down, this is just a very delicate dance between your brain and hormone system. And by consuming adaptogens, these are pretty much substances, mainly plants and fruit, that help the body adapt to stress. And so that sounds awesome, right? I know in the beginning, I started this podcast just wanting to share all of the loads of information that I've gathered over the past 10 years of traveling, studying herbal medicine, ancient healing techniques, and just promoting the core belief that everything is connected. And when I say everything, I'm talking about everything, the internal, the external, it's all connected people. And one thing that continually comes up in my inbox, comment section sometimes on the Activated Living Facebook page, and even things that I see in my news feed is just this constant reminder of how stress is not only debilitating and has a huge effect on like literally everybody But the world that we live in today, it's just impossible to escape it. Everyone is affected by stress. And I also want to emphasize this to those who may be focusing on a more entrepreneurial path. You might be a social media influencer, content creator, or those that are in the realm of arts and entertainment. The digital world that we live in today has pretty much forced us to be put in this different mindset of constantly producing. And oftentimes we feel like that's like it's impossible to take a breath, take a break, navigate our way through the day to day when there is just this constant pressure to produce in order to remain relevant. You know, so don't even worry about if your content's good or not. You're you're worried about needing to constantly put something out there so people don't forget you and you're just keeping yourself or your brand relevant. The amount of pressure and stress that puts on the average person I totally know can be debilitating. And chronic low-grade stress is a modern-day epidemic that creates a lot of things like sluggish metabolism, chronic inflammation, abnormal immunity. Um, So like we were talking before in our podcast about hormones, think of the high cortisol rate that creates all of these digestive problems, leaky gut syndrome, increased appetite, weight gain, thyroid disorders, accelerated brain degeneration. And I know As I've spoken before about stress in previous podcasts, this may be a good segue into looking at what somebody can do to help heal themselves. So I know that I totally like just got off track and went on this huge rant, but getting back to speaking about those who work in the arts and entertainment industry and this constant stress that we're putting on ourselves to create and produce Um, I'm not trying to say also that the world isn't less or more stressful to anyone else. Like maybe you have a nine to five desk job and you're also getting your degree. You're taking online classes. You're just trying to get by and pay the rent on time. It's fine. It's all relevant. It's all stressful. And I'm just taking a side note here as somebody who has been in both worlds. I have walked the line between both that nine to five world as well as somebody who is their own boss and creating their own schedule and creating their own content. 
and who's worked with and for several coaches who specifically work with individuals who are content creators. This is the number one issue I see repeatedly being discussed and focused on, and it's this huge pattern that I think just needs to be addressed and worked on. So what can help with all of that? Adaptogens totally can, which is awesome. So if you've never even heard of adaptogens, it's probably like your first question is going to be like, great, they help manage stress. That's awesome. Where do I start? Now, the world of adaptogens not only work for combating stress, but it also carries a myriad of medicinal properties that help with other issues as well. The three main components that adaptogens will be targeting help make our bodies resistant to emotional, physical, and environmental stress. These herbs will literally help us cope with whatever life throws on your day-to-day. And now you're going to hear me say this repeatedly throughout the podcast, I'm sure, but these herbs have intelligence. That's the beauty of plant medicine and ancient healing. Adaptogens will adapt to your body and its specific needs. It will help regulate and boost your immune system up or it will help bring it down depending on what the person needs. So adaptogenic herbs don't affect an individual's mood, but what they do is it's going to help the body function at its optimal level during times of stress. Adaptogens, although have so much intelligence and can help in aiding and healing, this is by no means, and this goes for any herbal remedy or holistic approach for healing, a band-aid or cure-all. Like for example, I've ex- I've suffered from an autoimmune disease, and some doctors actually have diagnosed me with multiple diseases. Um, I've been dealing with that for a really long time, and I would say that the symptoms began like at a very young age, at like five years old. So I would say I've been you know dealing with this my whole life, and it would be extremely irresponsible of me to throw out any advice that was given from my doctor or endocrinologist and just OD on adaptogens and expect a full recovery or healing without looking at what my core root causes are for my disease. Now, I know that that might make sense or sound like common sense to a lot of people, but you'd be surprised (laughs) about how many people I've encountered in my life that just swear by this like elixir, tonic, cure-all, adaptogen, maca smoothie shake whatever and then they come to me in council and we're talking and they're they're just perplexed as to why they still feel depressed why they have insomnia why they feel like they can't move forward in their life and I just want to say that this medicine is here on earth to help us all in conjunction with looking inside ourselves and working on the pieces of our soul and healing old emotional wounds traumas or even like mental or spiritual blockages I'm just like very adamant on that and I think that this goes with any holistic piece of advice that I will be giving in the future none of this is a band-aid cure-all this isn't gonna change overnight this isn't gonna give you you know huge expand I mean it might I mean you might have huge expansive leaps or you know quantum leaps of what you experience in your life but that doesn't mean that this is going to be curing anything what really what we all need to do is use this medicine to see what we need to see and to understand our bodies more and start listening to our bodies and then focusing on the things that need the healing 
so yeah that's something that I'm just obviously really passionate about um and it just needs to be said you know um so to prepare for this podcast I kind of went back and forth like should I talk about the more obscure adaptogens that aren't really highlighted as much do I play it safe and just do like a top three top five kind of thing And then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go into my pantry and I'm going to look and see what I have and just go from there. So the first adaptogen that I want to talk about is holy basil or tulsi. And this is actually one of the most powerful herbs on the planet. Uh, Holy basil is a small shrub and it's part of the mint family. And it's known to help uh, the system, your body obviously adapt Uh, balance and helps increase resilience so the plant itself contains vitamin c and vitamin a and it's full of antioxidants that go throughout the body and what it does is it actually looks for free radicals and it improves cellular integrity and blood flow so this is particularly good for cardiovascular health uh, brain function and it's going to be helping protect against heart disease and cellular degeneration specifically in the brain you can take holy basil in several forms Uh, you can make this really yummy tea with holy basil and add honey or just drink it straight there are capsules that you can take or also just like the straight powder and put it into a shake or a smoothie so yeah holy basil super awesome one thing that i also really like about this uh, adaptogen is that it's very readily available and it's pretty economical. So if you're kind of looking at starting a ritual or routine and you want to incorporate adaptogens, but you don't really feel like investing in a ton of money at first, if you don't really know what to expect, I would definitely recommend holy basil or tulsi to start out with. It's typically pretty economical. The second adaptogen that I'm going to talk about is maca oh my gosh can you hear my voice like I just sound I just sound so raspy I am gonna take another sip of this tea so yes maca this or this root has reached like literally superfood status in the recent years and I have to say out of every adaptogen that I add or reintroduce into my cycle of herbal remedies For me, maca, this is one of the herbs where I see and feel a true change for me personally, like in about one or two days of taking it. Um, This has a very similar appearance and size of turnips or radishes, and it comes in a variety of colors. It comes in yellow, uh, like golden, burnt yellow, purple, black. Um, The most common form is in powder form. And it has a really nice smell and flavor. So I like to tell people, think of it like sweet butterscotch. Um, It's really delicious and yummy. And maca provides so many important micronutrients. And it's just jam-packed with antioxidants. So it's just really awesome. It's also very well-known in herbalist communities that maca really does help improve sexual health, balancing hormone levels, boosting libido and energy, and it also focuses on mood and memory. So there are some studies that have been done that show that maca increases 
libido, like I said, but what is really amazing and again just so intelligent that it's going to help increase libido for both men and women. It helps balance both sex hormones and for women especially this is a very crucial aspect for reproductive health and it can help reduce symptoms like infertility or excessive weight gain or bloating. Another really awesome thing like this is just like a little like scientific fact that I think is really awesome Um, If you take like two tablespoons of this powder, it's going to give you roughly like 70, I think it's like 80, basically 80 milligrams of vitamin C. And that's like 133% of your daily vitamin intake. So that's just like, it's just like this, this huge boost of vitamin C. So it's also going to be good, especially now in the fall time, if you want to look at boosting your immunity, Um, I would totally recommend taking maca, just throwing it, um, in a shake, putting it in as a tea, um, making a little concoction. It's just perfect for that. It also has a really good amount of manganese, B6, potassium, and iron. And like I said before, um, the most common way of taking maca is via powder form. But there's really no official recommended maca powder usage. So Personally, I would suggest try starting out with like one tablespoon in powder form every day and then just kind of work your way up to two or three tablespoons spread throughout the day. Um, Also, because it does help increase your stamina and energy, I like to make a really simple banana cacao date maca shake before I work out and I'll use some kind of plant-based milk like almond milk or coconut milk. And it really helps motivate me and gets me like really deep into my workouts. I don't find myself kind of mindlessly just repeating different reps at the gym. I, I notice I have like this clear focus. I have sustainable energy throughout my entire workout and it's pretty awesome. Next, I want to talk about Rishi. The Rishi mushroom is a really potent fungus and it's been used for thousands of years in traditional Chinese medicine. As an adaptogen, it is known for like modifying the immune system by increasing whatever's being weakened or lowering the immune system when it's too overactive. So it actually works both ways. And again, speaking on plant intelligence, it's going to adaptively know what it is if it needs to increase or decrease depending on what's going on internally. Um, One thing that I've learned about uh, a few years ago that I'll never forget, I think this is seriously so crazy, it has over 400 different bioactive compounds that have been studied and researched over the years. So the studies of these bioactive compounds are going to include like anti-inflammatory responses, anti-tumor and prevention of tumors, uh, promotes better sleep, it's antibacterial, antifungal, anti-diabetic, let me see what else do I have, antioxidative, anti-aging, and anti-ulcer. And that's seriously just like the beginning. Like that's just, I think I just named off like maybe 10 out of 400. Like that's crazy. Rishi also is known to help lower your blood pressure and it aids in better sleep and it can help reduce anxiety. I was looking online when I was doing uh, my research and I found like in a 2012 controlled study of breast cancer patients, the patients reported a significantly reduced amount of anxiety and depression 
as well as a huge increase of quality of life when they received Rishi along with their cancer treatment. So that's not saying that they took Rishi and they weren't also doing their cancer treatments. Maybe that's chemo, maybe that's some other holistic uh, method. But as they incorporated Rishi with their cancer treatment, uh, the people found that there was a lot of reduced anxiety and depression. And then on the flip side, the group that didn't receive Rishi didn't report any of these effects in the study. So I'll, I have the link. I'll put that in the show notes as well for those who are interested in looking at it. And one thing that I really didn't know about, which I wish I knew a long time ago, is that Rishi plays a very big role in helping reduce and relieve allergies. So there are also studies that I was reading that show that Rishi extract um, can reduce and inhibit all four of the allergic responses. So it's going to target all four allergic responses that we have, and it's going to help relieve those symptoms. Rishi has been used uh, for various symptoms and conditions, including bronchitis, because it reduces histamine. It also helps heal and protect the liver and kidneys. And now I know how all of this just sounds amazing. And when I've been reading different blogs and watching videos, kind of just brushing up on what I knew about these adaptogens and studying what I could, I can imagine how this sounds very enticing for those who suffer from a chronic illness or autoimmune disorder. However, when I was personally speaking to my Chinese herbalist along with my naturopath in Mexico, both were very quick to put caution before introducing reishi into my diet. And although it's like, kind of rare, it may make some autoimmune conditions worse by activating or increasing the already overactive immune system. Personally for me, there was a period over the summer where I was just in this constant state of anxiety. Um, I had flare-ups sometimes multiple times a day. I was going through a lot of emotional stress and distress Um, I had acute insomnia for probably two weeks, three weeks. And that's just, again, like the tip of the iceberg for what I was going through. It was a really hard time for me. And although I could make a checklist of all of these symptoms that I had and see how on paper it looks like a good idea to incorporate Rishi into my routine, considering that I was having constant flare-ups and my immune system was just taxed and just done. It was just on overdrive there was a small chance that it could have made things even worse because my immune system is already being compromised. So as a caution to those who do suffer from any type of autoimmune disorder, in this case, it would be very crucial to speak to a naturopath, your doctor, your endocrinologist, herbalist, whoever it is that you're working with to observe your health over, I would probably say they would recommend maybe a few weeks and see if they would recommend a specific dosage or if they would even advise against it so you know keep that in mind for those of you that don't suffer from an autoimmune disease that still doesn't mean that you shouldn't take caution or consult with a professional before you start incorporating that into your life the next adaptogen that I want to talk about am I my fourth one 
I don't even, I don't even know. <laughs> but I want to talk about ashwagandha. I think this is one of probably the most well-known adaptogens out there, and it's an extensively researched herb. I just, um, I actually, this morning, I just used like a keyword search volume tool, and it looks like within the last year alone, there is an average of 60 to 70,000 searches a month for ashwagandha. And that's like, 21, 2200 searches a day. I don't know, but that's crazy. That's insane to me. You know, I, I mean, I know when I was starting this journey, um, there is very little information or websites that were catering to those who are looking at a holistic approach for healing. Um, there wasn't a whole lot about a lot of these adaptogen herbs and ashwagandha was, it was, I think I remember, five or six years ago, just kind of trying to scour the internet, trying to find what I could find. And a lot of them were just kind of PDF files of Ayurveda. So ashwagandha has definitely gained some popularity over the years. Traditionally in Ayurveda, ashwagandha has been used to strengthen the immune system. My herbalist calls this like the Indian ginseng. It's really funny because of its ability to enhance your stamina and work as a natural stress reliever all at the same time. And I know that all these herbs that I'm speaking about pretty much have the same type of properties and will aid in similar forms of healing. So maybe I'm sounding a little repetitive here, but I think it's important to mention these key components. So ashwagandha, along with the other herbs that we talked about, will help put your body in a homeostasis state. And I've mentioned this also in previous podcasts before, but the homeostasis state is concerning equilibrium of balance, both in a psychological and physiological state. Now, ashwagandha is part of the nightshade family. You can use either the root or the leaves in the powdered form. The smell and the taste is very medicinal. <laughs> to me, it's just not a pleasant herb to take. I always mix this with a specific concoction of other herbs or fruits to try to just, you know, just ingest it and just try to enjoy it but having it like in hot water like I just can't do it um I think it may possibly just be a sign uh I imagine it's part of just a sign that my body needs it I notice every time I kind of incorporate new or different herbs or medicine it usually tastes horrible at first um and that's typically, you know, that it's good for you when it doesn't taste good. <laughs> but also I, I notice that when it tastes bad to me, I'm typically lacking a specific enzyme or nutrient. And once I have incorporated it on a regular basis, not only do I get more comfortable and used to the taste, but then it actually just, just begins to start changing in flavor for me and it starts tasting good. So, um, Personally, and I, I think I think a lot of people would agree with me that it's a very medicinal tasting herb, but it's totally worth it. Some of the benefits of incorporating ashwagandha include combating stress and anxiety, improving acute and chronic depression, balancing blood sugar levels, boosting immune function, improving thyroid function, aids in relieving adrenal fatigue, reduces brain cell degeneration, it helps increase the stamina and endurance, and can also help improve sexual function and fertility. 
I also want to say that even though this adaptogen is known to help improve and boost immune function, it's also part of the nightshade family. For those who are suffering from different autoimmune disorders, if you're considering or you're already doing the AIP autoimmune protocol, it's basically an elimination diet where you take out a lot of triggering foods and slowly reintroduce them after starting out on a very basic clean eating program. So nightshades are unfortunately one of the things in AIP and paleo protocols that are eliminated due to their increased abilities to trigger inflammation. So although this plant and root has an overall effect of anti-inflammatory properties, those who experience flare-ups with autoimmune disorders may have a different response to ashwagandha. So definitely I think that um, as with anybody starting in incorporating herbs we all have a responsibility for ourselves to kind of do the research and see um, what works best for us yeah okay I was on the fourth one because this is the last one and it's one of my favorites I keep saying that for almost everything but this has a whole this holds a really special place in my heart um and it's Cassandra and I just love this name it's Cassandra um, I was introduced to this adaptogen probably like five or six years ago. I was incorporating a really intense and supervised liver and kidney detox. And Scassandra was one of the main components that was in my protocol. So during that period, I kind of obsessed a little bit about different adaptogens and I was educating myself on this specific one. And what many call this like a superfood berry, I think it's definitely worth talking about. I know that there's so much hype around acai and goji berries, but this is a very unique, very beautiful berry that totally deserves more recognition. Uh, Cassandra is a medicinal berry and it has multiple healing properties that are utilized a lot in traditional Chinese medicine. And this has been utilized for thousands of years. Cassandra comes from a vine that's native to China and also parts of Russia. This Cassandra fruit is also known as the five flavor berry because it, the taste of it captures all five major flavors. So you're going to be experiencing sour, sweet, salty, bitter, and spicy. And what I find equally as interesting is this goes back to my affirmation that these plants and fruits just have so much intelligence to them. It's also said to have properties pertaining to all five elements in traditional Chinese medicine, which means that it works on multiple meridians within the body and it restores internal balance and health. And for those who have had like kind of a little peek inside the world of traditional Chinese medicine, or if you've even ever received acupuncture in the past, and you even have an ounce of understanding of meridian lines within the body, and just like energy channels in general, that statement should seriously blow your freaking mind. Like the complexity of the meridian system within our body and how this tiny berry has the capacity to like work on multiple channels all the while, like it improves homeostasis, it helps reduce inflammation and all these other benefits. Like, I mean, come on, that's awesome. Cassandra also has a really high concentration of antioxidant compounds and it also helps fight free radical damage. 
Um, It supports adrenal function and it helps lower stress and balance for your hormones. And as I mentioned earlier, it helps with liver function, detoxification, and overall digestive health. So what happened when I was going through my detox, um, when it was ta- what it does is it targets the liver and helps increase enzyme production. So it's going to also be boosting the circulation of that and it's going to help aid in digestion and just kind of remove all that toxic waste from the body. And it's excellent for protecting your skin and cellular health. It's considered a natural beauty tonic, and it can help prevent damage from sun exposure, allergic reactions, dermatitis, and also in some cases, like for me personally, I used it when I would have eczema outbreaks, and it worked like magic. Um, I noticed that when I am using Scassandra, when I'm not doing it for detox, because like when you're detoxing, it's you know just natural to get a little bit foggy. But when I'm using it in conjunction with other herbs or if I'm just, you know, drinking it as a tea, I notice a lot of mental clarity and more focus when I incorporate Scassandra into my life. One of the ancient uses for Scassandra that is still promoted today is help aiding in mental clarity and also kind of just like boosting and raising the energy levels naturally. And also one thing that's like super awesome about Scassandra is that it doesn't increase energy like the same way caffeine would um you know caffeine is going to be affecting the release of various stress hormones and it alters your blood sugar and as you know with caffeine use or even caffeine overdose um it can cause side effects like you can be getting anxiety restlessness you might be having like some irregular heartbeats scassandra on the other hand actually does the opposite so it essentially makes you feel calm while also kind of fighting off fatigue. If you're not impressed by that, I don't know what to say. Like, that's just, that's awesome. Um, the, the berry also helps with sexual organ function and health, and it's going to be promoting, along with a lot of these other adaptogenic herbs, um, strong libido and can also help with any issues that might be pertain to the uterus specifically. Again, I would never self-diagnose, but if you do have endometriosis issues or you're feeling symptoms of endometriosis I would definitely talk to your OBGYN and hopefully also maybe a naturopath or somebody who might be able to talk to you about incorporating Scassandra uh, and seeing if that can help improve any discomfort and pains that you might be experiencing. Traditionally, Scassandra is ingested as a tea tonic, but there's also powders and capsules out there, and uh, there's also tinctures that I've seen online. I've never taken a tincture. Oh, actually, yeah, I have. Um, when I was living in Mexico, I was doing. I I did the farmers market, and there was this awesome woman at the farmers one of the farmers markets that I worked at, and she made tinctures and she actually gave me Scassandra as a gift. I, I made like a vegan broth. I think I made like a, I was making bone broth and I made like a vegan broth that week and she gifted me some Scassandra and I gave her some vegan broth. And yeah, it's, um, the, the tinctures actually just tinctures in general, they have a little bit more burning effects because of the alcohol that's involved with making a tincture. I 
think for me, drinking the tea is a little bit more, I feel more grounding. I feel it's, it's um, something that I feel more aligned to. But I know also a lot of people that, um, I have friends that I would go rock climbing with. And before we would go on our, you know, on our climbs, they would just take their tinctures and like do a couple drops and help them with their focus, with their energy. Um, they noticed a difference. So yeah, I mean, you could take it either way. Um, the dosage is different than any other adaptogens I've talked about today because you can actually consume this on a day-to-day basis. Some herbs that some adaptogen herbs can only be taken for a few weeks or a few months at a time. And then there's typically a recommended period to stop taking them and just kind of give your body a rest. Um, but if you want to drink this tea or take it however you want, you can certainly do so whenever you want for however long you want. Um, the only caution that I would note is that if you have dosages that are too high, it could result in gastric distress symptoms such as heartburn. So um, for that reason, Scassandra might not be appropriate for people that have ulcers, um, that are experiencing uh, high stomach acid or GERD, that's gastroesophageal reflux. So I would, I would kind of caution against that. And also if you're pregnant and trying to conceive or breastfeeding, I would definitely consult with a professional before incorporating this or any other adaptogen into your diet. Some of them uh, are not recommended for if you're trying to conceive or if you're breastfeeding or already pregnant. So those are the main adaptogens that I constantly have on hand in some kind of rotation in my diet and what's currently in my medicine pantry. And for those of you who are still here and listening and learning, I want to share my gratitude and say thank you so much for listening and supporting this podcast. I just want to leave with one final note. Be patient and kind to your body. Adaptogens will help calm and nourish your system, but it takes time. An important thing to highlight here is that adaptogens have a subtle impact on the body. This isn't going to be like getting a hit of caffeine or a shot of espresso. This is a more gradual effect on the body. Adaptogens themselves are meant to be consumed over a course of a few weeks to a few months, and you will see and feel the full effects over time and truly see the benefits. It's important to remember that each adaptogen has a unique characteristic a unique application, a unique profile that makes it appropriate or not appropriate for certain people to consume. So be sure to follow the instructions on the package of the adaptogens that you've purchased and make sure that you don't exceed any recommended doses of these really powerful plants. Typically, as a rule for myself, I'll do about six weeks on and two or three sometimes five weeks off for certain adaptogens, but I also personally consult with my herbalist and I listen to my body and hear what it's specifically asking for. Once again, I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope it was informative and if this is a topic that you'd like me to continue diving deep into, please leave a comment below. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. You can follow Activated Living on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, all of the social medias. Um, I'll leave links in the description. 
Be sure to check out the show notes for key components that I speak about during this podcast, as well as links to some of the adaptogens that I use in case you're curious of where to purchase them. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and found some source of little nuggets of information or wisdom here in this podcast. For those who may be struggling with stress or you feel that there's some sort of imbalance that you need some kind of guidance with, I work with clients one-on-one in person in Southern California as well as online. I welcome and invite anyone who feels like they might need a little extra help or support or might have questions about their health or spiritual journey. To get in contact with me, you can message me directly at activatedliving11 at gmail.com. All of my social media handles and links will be in the description below. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, be sure to subscribe. And as always, thank you for listening and showing up. Showing up and aligning with your highest vibration is where we can all be led to love and compassion. Have a beautiful morning or evening wherever you are and continue to shine the light from within.